When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. It's quite hard for, for women in leadership to address feminist approach as priority policy. Because so when you are in a top position, you, you have to prioritize, right? Policy for all. And that, but, but, but at least to have them in that position, it's already to, you know, show that you make some advancement and uh, you've been able to get that recognition and lead uh, in uh, many, many policy directions which will also have uh, gender balance or gender diversity, for sure. Salam, everyone. Welcome to a very interesting episode of She Talks Peace. I am Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. And here's my co-host. Hi, everybody. This is Ayesa Abubakar, and I'm joining you here from Kadah, Malaysia. Hi, Amina. How are you doing? So far, so good, Ayesa. Just getting terribly excited. You were mentioning earlier about how exciting the Thai elections were with all the young people. Yes, more younger politicians is what we're seeing in, in, in Thailand. So that's a good development. Absolutely. Do you think Malaysia will also have young political leaders, Ayesa? Because, uh, I think slowly. Yeah? I think slowly, slowly, yeah. We are getting more um, politicians who are uh, in their youth, actually. So it's an interesting uh, development in, I think, the whole of the region. You know, more younger people are really influenced to get into the political arena. And I think because, you know, um, many of them also realize that there are a lot of things that they can do themselves if, if they really want social change, right? So as a lecturer, I will be, you know, I will be very happy to keep on motivating younger people <laughs> so that mm-hmm. they become better politicians in the future. Why oh, not? Yes, what about the young women? Because I understand in Malaysia, Generally, women don't like politics because they think it's dirty. Is that right? 
That's right. There is also that notion. But there is also no stopping of more younger uh, female uh, Malaysians who are also stepping up and, and becoming politicians. There are still you know, some of them who are still very much encouraged. So a lot of hope is there. <laughs> that's, that's it's, always a, it's always a mixed result. That's really good to know. I was just thinking, Ayesa, what if Michelle Yeoh created Runs. a movement and ran for, for Malaysian parliament? Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah, she wants to. I don't know. I mean, we so all any, know. That? Anything, everything, all at once in Malaysia. Who knows? <laughs> no. You can do it, yeah. yeah. But, you know, going back to the, um, the uh, slightly serious side, well, actually, the very serious side, the 49th summit of the G7 was held in Hiroshima, Japan. That used to be G8, right? And then they kicked out Russia. Then it became <laughs> G7. Yeah. So, I don't you think that it's really fitting it was held in Hiroshima because of the threats? We're facing today, like all this uh, saber rattling, like nuclear, Russia opening to use nuclear war bombs in its war against Ukraine. Did you read yeah. this on the news on the internet several days ago? This 85-year-old Japanese woman who survived the atomic bombing of Hiroshima, and mm-hmm. she delivered a message to President Putin saying, "You don't know what is a nuclear weapon." Mm-hmm. the reality of a nuclear weapon. So come here and see. So that's, that's what that uh, Japanese woman said. Yeah, I've been to Hiroshima way back in 2014. And when we were there, we were in this shopping arcade. Yeah, mm. th- we even saw a protest rally, you know, of course, promoting the ban on nuclear warfare. And the protest was participated by a lot of older and younger people as well. So you can bet that people in Hiroshima, you know, are very active you know, against this nuclear power you know, that is happening in, in some, in, in a lot of places, you know, all over the world. So they're very active on that. So yeah, we should really remember, you know, the lessons that we learned from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Absolutely. Especially the Japanese people have experienced it firsthand. Especially as the tensions between Russia and Ukraine continue to increase. And uh, Mm -hmm. in spite of the fact that after Hiroshima, the international community has come together to really ban the use of nuclear weapons, regulate the nuclear field, like this International Atomic Energy Agency, and then you have the Comprehensive Test Ban uh, Treaty Office. So it's actually quite good for us, Ayesa, because our friend and our guest used to be the representative of her government to these uh, organizations, right? Yeah. Our special guest today, you know, had this experience on representing Thailand in some of these international meetings you know, related to nuclear uh, power. So shall we introduce her now, Amina? Yes, please. Okay. So to all our viewers, here's another exciting chit-chat among women. And then our special guest for today, her name is Ambassador Nong Nuth. Pechara Tana. 
I hope I got it right. <laughs> but we call her Nong Nood, you know. We, uh, we call her to uh, the AWPR, members of the ASEAN Women Peace Registry, where the three of us belong to, you know, we dearly call her Ambassador Nong so Ambassador Nong Nut has uh, done some work in terms of in all these international meetings regarding nuclear regulation. When she was ambassador of Thailand to Austria and to Germany, and she even represented Thailand in the UN Office on Drugs and Crime, and the UN Development Organization and the Organization for Security and Cooperation. But there was a time when Ambassador Nangnut was, in fact, uh, Director General of American and South Pacific Affairs and Minister or Deputy Chief of Mission at the Royal Thai Embassy in Washington, D.C. So during that time, she initiated this cooperation with the USA and Australia in projects relating to interfaith dialogue, another favorite theme in our AWPR. And she has worked closely with the Thai authorities in promoting awareness in human trafficking issues. And I think this issue is very popular as well in Thailand. And even in her retirement after her duties uh, in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, she continues to work as an advisor to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Thailand at the Office of Eastern Economic Corridor. I'm not sure where is this Eastern Economic Corridor. So let's ask Ambassador Nong North, you know, what areas in Thailand covers Eastern Economic Corridor. So let's all welcome our special guest, Ambassador Nong North. Hi, Ambassador Nong North. Hi. Welcome to She Talks Peace. Sawadika, Ambassador Nong North. Yes, Wadika. Ambassador. Ayesa and I were just talking about the elections that you had in Thailand and the number of young people who have uh, won seats. And, and, we were just, and females, we were just, and females, and Amina. Females, 76 females. women. So we were going to ask you, what do you think about this trend of young people, young women winning elections? Is this good, you think? Yeah, as feminine, I share with you this excitement because, you know, it's not because that we don't have females uh, representatives before. Uh, we, we do have some, but this time it's getting more and more and the age is getting younger and younger. Um, and then that is something which, you know, t- uh, we should uh, watch out because in terms of not only the uh, gender balance uh, in terms of male, female, but we have, you know, all genders as well can engage as representatives in the parliament. So that, um, another thing is, uh, I, I just uh, discussed with Aisha and you, uh, we go to the studio that this time uh, we can see pol- um, the policies of political parties, which are more eminent in terms of uh, gender balance. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, particularly the winning political parties, which uh, which are uh, all young people, and you can see that their age is only in the mid forties, down to only less than thirty years wow. old, which is uh, quite. I don't know any countries have this type of political party <laughs> or any uh, single uh, country like this, but uh, still, uh, their policy in gender balance quite. In- because uh, they they started to say that now to, they would propose uh, I mean they they will propose the laws to allow for cross marriage not only between males and females but for all genders. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Open. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but still there is some reservation as well because uh, for some party, which is supposed to be in the coalition government, they mm-hmm. make reservation because, uh, you know, they are Muslim. And they said, you know, this has to be in accordance with the religion's uh, respect as well uh, at one point. And another thing which you would like it because uh, they are going to amend the laws uh, that address issues of violence against women. So this is something, uh, you know, quite uh, encouraging that uh, we may, uh, you know, uh, expect for a more highlight of the laws in Thailand that address issues of violence against women. Uh, we They committed that they will put more women, in fact, you know, all they, they will put uh, women police in all police stations, and they uh, allow do allow for women to use the title as they like, Miss or Mrs. Whether they are married or not uh, is their you know own decision. For the maternal leave, it will be extended to six months according to their policy, and uh, it can be either uh, you know father or mother. Not necessary that the mother has to stay home for six months, uh, you know, to take care of the baby. Father can ask for the leave as well. And uh, they will provide more uh, child cares in all uh, working units. So the last thing that I can recall is that about uh, they would allow for the uh, breast cancer test free for all. Mm. So that's uh, you know, a policy regarding uh, females. <laughs> that's, wow. that's really very progressive. A yes, lot of I good mean, things to come. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, this is a policy spell out. But for implementation, uh, you know, this is something that we have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And meantime, you know, this they are not yet uh, be the government. It's just uh, mm-hmm. it, it just in the process of forming the government. Mm-hmm. There's still more steps for them, you know, to be admitted or you know to be successfully set up the government. More power to to them. I, I, Thailand is really quite uh, progressive in that regard. I mean, ISI and I are Muslims, so we abide by our own Sharia. But, yes. you know, for other faiths and for those who have no religion, mm-hmm. they have rights the same as uh, as Muslims in Muslim countries, uh, Buddhists in uh, uh, Buddhist-dominated countries. And it's really great that Thailand is working on the rights, protecting the rights of people from diverse states. And I was yeah. just wondering, Ambassador Nongnut, because you also have some quite strong women in uh, in the foreign service in Thailand, as we in the Philippines have as well. And I was just uh, following this, um, this was several years ago, there was a roundtable in Singapore with ASEAN diplomats, and they were saying that Women in diplomacy and international law undoubtedly bring specific qualities to the table, such as active listening, 
the mm-hmm. ability to find consensus, a great flexibility of judgment, and a capacity to consider long-term factors in a negotiation. And then they also said that it's argued that a business case can be made for greater women's representation as gender diversity would lead to improved team performance and productivity. You're mm-hmm. one of the more influential diplomats that I know. So you think that there's a chance you'd have more women diplomats in your foreign service and that they could steer the path of the Thai government to a more feminist diplomacy? Mm-hmm. You know, Amina, in, in fact, you know, uh, we are uh, less advanced than you than the Philippines. Because uh, I think, you know, I recall when I was uh, a junior diplomat, I already seen, uh, met uh, a lot of your female ambassadors at that time. I think that's 30 years ago. And now you still maintain that proportion quite good. Uh, in our case, uh, we advanced very much uh, since uh, 10, 20 years ago. And until now, I think the female diplomats in uh, the Thai foreign ministry is about 50-50. You know, even in some embassies, you, know, you will find that uh, all the women are diplomats uh, and you have only one male ambassador. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even in some uh, s- uh, small embassies um, for Thailand, uh, you get all women uh, diplomats, including the ambassador. So this is quite advanced. But uh, why it's like this, uh, I think, I don't know whether it's because of discrimination in the past or because of uh, we have more uh, women applicants uh, in the last 10, 15 years. I don't see much in terms of promotion in the foreign ministry announced today that discriminate against, uh, you know, to women. And more women, you know, can show their ability to, uh, I mean, to perform duties in all situations. I mean, not only at the headquarters, uh, they are willing, you know, to serve in difficult countries, the countries in crisis or hardship posts. They are willing, you know, to leave apart the family or from their spouse to be alone in abroad. So that's not the obstacles at all. And in fact, I would say uh, you're right when you mentioned the quote that women do have a uh, special character. Uh, I'm not biased, you know, I'm not biased uh, uh, that uh, we, women has to be uh, better than men, but at least uh, you you may, uh, Aisha and, and Amina, from your experiences, uh, you, you would see that uh, women has what more refined analysis. <laughs> and uh, when we are in the, in the negotiation table or in a crisis situation, we may not be as good as men in terms of thinking of strategy to win over. Uh, but if you look at it in terms of you are a winner or loser. But uh, with the ability of women in terms of active listening, uh, to be refined, uh, good analysis, uh, being able to elaborate and analyze the issue clearly, you would find that the flexibility of, of, of women you know, tend to help achieve a peaceful solution. Um, oh, I, I beg to disagree, but, Ambassador Nong Nut. Having seen you in action, you're as good as, if not better, than your <laughs> colleagues, men yeah. in the diplomatic corps. Right, Ayesa? Right. That's <laughs> why we need to have more women police, female police, mm-hmm. right? To help to mm-hmm. solve the issue, or soften the problem. <laughs> And uh, Aisha introduced me as uh, ambassador attached to the IAEA uh, nuclear. But in fact, I I don't have anything to involve with the nuclear issues as such of nuclear weapons, but more 
in terms of, you know, we try to divert the use of nuclear energy to focus more on technical assistance. Because, in fact, nuclear energy is not just for weapons. It can be for uh, good quality power plants or even good quality instruments for uh, climate. Uh, what they, they, they have the tech, uh, technique for nuclear energy to do a lot of things about uh, exploring earth and weather. Uh, and, okay. and other which are very, very uh, useful for the human. So that's the women's uh, thinking. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, Ambassador Nupia. We have to remind ourselves that one is nuclear power, you know, which can be a source for uh, energy for many of our societies. The other is nuclear weapon you know, as yeah. part of uh, warfare, you know, the one that's being uh, happening now that we are being threatened with you know, the, the possibility of nuclear uh, warfare. So, Ambassador, since uh, you've mentioned a lot of um, new things from Thailand, especially with this new group of young politicians pursuing uh, more protection for women and for other genders as well, we can see also in the recently uh, released uh, ASEAN WPS or Women Peace Security Agenda Regional Plan of Action, which was launched last November, last year, 2022. Uh, many of the components actually relate to sexual and gender-based violence. So what do you think, you know, what is um, now the ongoing preparations for Thailand when it comes to implementing the regional plan of action. Is Thailand now uh, doing uh, its own plan of action, national plan of action for WPS agenda? No, we we not yet. We not yet have the national plan of action as such. But I think we do have a certain blueprint that uh, we follow the principles of WPS, you know, for some years already. And I understand that the national plan of action is still in the process. And that's uh, the relevant ministry of uh, social development, you know, uh, is working on it. And I do hope that in the future, we should be able to achieve that. Several months ago, I visited a committee, Foreign Affairs Committee of the, of the Thai Senate. And uh, we did, you know, to, uh, discuss about this as well. And uh, I think, you know, it's very important for us uh, as a representative of uh, ASEAN Women Peace Registry to engage or to meet uh, more with the decision-making body um, in order to encourage them, you know, to, to, I mean, or promote the awareness of, you know, having this kind of framework, um, as you mentioned, uh, a national action plan that can follow the WPS uh, legally. But anyway, I I'm still do hope uh, that in the future, this will happen. This will happen. Yeah. So uh, with our, you know, um, with since we always tell ourselves in the ASEAN Women Peace Registry that we are still a new kid on the block. We're still trying to find ways how we can all be effective you know, in our capacity in this new project called AWPR. And some of our members are, are just like you, Ambassador, uh, also from the government sector, uh, diplomats. And then, well, some of us are from the academe and the others are from the NGO network, which is really a good mix for all our, you know, for this network of AWPR women. Um, but looking back again about how we are developing this AWPR network, uh, what can you suggest, you know, in the future? How, how shall we improve on the AWPR if we are to make 
a mark or more significant contribution to ASEAN, especially that you have more experience compared to many of us who are from the academic NGO when it comes to diplomacy work within ASEAN states. Yeah. Ambassador? Yes, yes. Uh, You know, I think we have done uh, a lot uh, in the past year in terms of proposing initiatives. But, you know, we do, we all do accept our limitation in terms of, you know, as uh, AWPR itself. So we are not uh, implementing agencies. We are not from the implementing agencies. We We are not even from the policy bodies as well, right? So what we can do is to suggest, recommend, uh, and, you know, try to move, uh, to drive the process forward. Um, I think the most important thing that we, we realize that at least WPS Regional Plan of Action mentioned one thing which I, I like uh, a lot is that they mentioned that uh, the personal experience and knowledge of women uh, need to be understood, respected, and consulted. And I think what AWPR been doing which we have a good combination of women from uh, all sectors of society that we get together and we brainstorm, uh, we uh, crystallize uh, uh, the best uh, practice and we come up with what uh, research and studies or, uh, you know, newsletters that we started already by uh, our colleague from Singapore, Amina, uh, and you, you know, been very prominent in terms of, you know, in your what civil societies. And uh, we even, you know, achieved in uh, proposing for networking from, you know, with the bodies outside, ASEAN bodies outside. And I understand that we are going to have Amina attending uh, um, meetings, ASEAN meetings on women uh, uh, in several stages uh, in the future. Um, and lastly, it, uh, you know, from our previous uh, two meetings, we uh, network ourselves or we engage more with what uh, international bodies like uh, Asia Foundation, UN Women, uh, and I'm sure more and more coming t- to our roles um, as we see the progress of AWPR in being helpful, you know, with a lot of what good activities that we start and implement now and in the future. Okay. Ambassador, I was just wondering on a personal note, you know, since you have uh, had a good uh, experience as a diplomat, uh, I wonder if you had any wish for your daughter, if you have a daughter, you know, to become a diplomat as well. Oh, that's too late already because, you know, my <laughs> daughter, uh, she's now talking. Okay. And uh, she's already has her own uh, professionals. Uh, you know, she's uh, she graduated with law degrees and uh, MBA. So she's now in the private sector. Maybe because you know she's with me when she's young until she's graduate. I used to ask her as well whether you would like to be a diplomat, and she said, "Oh, I've been diplomat from you know my young age." <laughs> That's mean. You know, she knows everything already, and she's now want to get more challenges. In the business sector, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. okay. There is. I've been, I've been listening to your conversation. So sorry about that. There was a. You know, it's yeah. so hot in Manila, Ambassador Nongnut. That oh. you know, occasionally you have these thunderstorms, yes. just a lot right. of sound, but not yeah. much, not much rain. But you know, I was I was listening to your talk about your daughter, and I was just thinking, she's in the private sector. So uh-huh. she's one of those entrepreneurs that you're going to be asking to invest in the Eastern Economic Corridor of Thailand. Oh, yeah. 
No, in fact, you know, she's in the Prudential Insurance Company, which is not related. It's a UK-based uh, uh, company. But the Eastern Economic Corridor, as Aisha uh, wonder what it is, uh, in fact, yes. it's a special economic zone, but it's bigger than zones because uh, it's covered the three provinces uh, in the east of Thailand, Chunburi, Rayong, and uh, Cha Chiang Sao, oh, which is a location of uh, Utapau International Airport, Lam Chambang Deep Seaport, Pattaya, uh, Rayong, as, uh, as you may know. So the government invented uh, this uh, idea and implemented since the year 2017, and it's the area-based development, which mm-hmm. uh, we know Right, uh, investment for technology innovation, but we also develop the areas at the same time. I think Rayong is like the car manufacturing capital of Thailand. Yeah. Is that right? Not only that, we have more than that electronics, uh, what investments uh, that came in since the year 1980s. But uh, mm-hmm. we uh, we are uh, intensifying investment more in terms of innovation and technology driven. We set up innovative half uh, in the EC now. We are, you know, going to, you know, do the smart cities. Uh, you know, we are expanding international airport. Uh, we are going oh, to the, okay. uh, coming from Bangkok to connect with the three areas. So it's more of the area development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in spite of all of the investments in technology and big manufacturing. It seems mm-hmm. to me that Thailand has also continued to invest in entrepreneurship for for villages. I mean, I've seen the work of the foundations that support women weavers and, and the products that they make. Is this an investment in women, uh, Ambassador Nongnut, that's going to be expanded so that you can really support the entrepreneurship of women at the village level all the way up? Yeah. In fact, Amina, we've done this for many, many years, but, but we don't highlight women. Although we don't highlight women, uh, mm. you can see majority of participants are women. Uh, I mean, uh, when you, t- when you talk about, uh, Thailand or top products, one, yes. uh, one products, most of them are done by women. Um, yeah. and even economic corridor, uh, we started at the, at the fir- very first year of uh, having a community participation. And we have women groups in these provinces helping us as watchers in terms of environmental watch. Because, uh, you know, we also help ask them, you know, to engage in all the projects that we are doing. Let them know what we are doing, all the processes we are doing. Meantime, we have a community uh, department working with uh, local people uh, in helping them uh, what develop uh, the local products, starting from fruits like durians, uh, you know, to handicrafts and a lot of things in the future. So, and, and many of them are women. I'm so happy to hear from Ambassador Nongnuth that all these projects, the Autop, you know, project, is being done not only for women, but it's actually for everybody, except that over the years, more women are participating in this product. Because I think it is also good to remember that while we want to focus on, you know, getting more women to be participants in livelihood and many other opportunities, we cannot forget that there are also boys and men who may feel oh, yeah. are being left out. So Absolutely. we have to be gender fair in that sense. So I, I really like it that, that 
ambassador, you know, uh, emphasize it. You know that I think you know livelihood skills and a lot of the opportunities should be for all genders. But at the same time, we take note that maybe some genders, like the women and the girls, may have some difficulty. Then we also help, you know, help them more in in that way. Absolutely, Aisha. Uh, just one aspect that we can look at. Uh, most auto products or, or local products, they are like handicrafts or food packet, uh, which women are more what <laughs> have more expertise than men, or it catch interest of women. So that may be because that, you know, and, and, and those uh, types of work, like, sometimes it's a sideline for the family. It's for the side income of the family. And that's why women engage more. And men, you know, were in industry sectors. So that, that might be the case as well. By the way, dear listeners, uh, when uh, Ambassador Nongnut and Ayesa talk about autop, it really means one town, one product. Okay. So this is one a body. strategy. That I think started in in, in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, it's a fantastic strategy yes. where the community, the village, concentrates mm-hmm. on the product that it's really good at, and mm-hmm. by doing so, you have economies of scale, right, uh, Ambassador Nongnut? And government yes. can now support the marketing of uh, the product because then you have constant supply. Yes, and it can export. Now it can export. And Many of them export. Yeah. Well, you can be assured that Amina and I are the, you know, the number one customers for auto products. Oh, Every time we are I'm sure you I do. buy a lot of all these auto products. Me and too. The clothes, uh, the, uh, the rattan uh, basket, right? A, a lot of things. <laughs> By the way, Ambassador, in my last trip to Bangkok, when we were all together on my way out, yeah, I, you know every every time I go to a country, I buy um, jam uh-huh. preserves for Spare, my husband spread, yeah. because yeah. because he loves uh, jam for his uh, breakfast bread, uh-huh. and I bought I think it was longan uh, uh-huh. one, one jar, and I regret it so much because my husband finished that bottle of jam in like wow. three, in like three weeks. And that uh, was an auto product. Yes, yes. because they, they use fruits from the local markets, right? Uh, yeah, right. And and for durian, you can get all kinds of durian. Durians, uh, crips tea, durian. Uh, now you can get like even, you know, the preserved durians uh, and a lot of things. <laughs> the durian uh, chips. Yes, oh, right. But my, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. My favorite find from Thailand these days is this, um, what you call, dried nangka. Ah, this yeah. yellow fruit, jackfruit. Then it's uh, it, it's uh, dried. Right, uh, right. And it's like a chips. Yeah, That's my favorite Thai product these days. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hundred, there's a hundred thousand types of OTA products now. So it's not uh, one wow. village, one product. It's like one village, thousand products. <laughs> I was wow, saying. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking about uh, auto and the products that Thailand is becoming known for, I understand mm-hmm. that the political party which gathered the third highest mm-hmm. number of seats yes. is the legalized cannabis political party. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, because in Thailand, cannabis is uh, is legal. 
it's this is a mm-hmm. legislative uh, legislative move that the Philippines. I mean, we have got several congressmen in our legislature that are trying to push for legalization of cannabis for uh, medical use. And right. I, I was just wondering whether you have seen this move of uh, Thailand to be beneficial to the economy and to the country in general. I think uh, the winning political parties, the policy is uh, they don't allow, it, they will not allow for cannabis for other use except for medical. Medical. Yeah, except for medical. They allow for medical only. So so that means, uh, I think, you know, this policy is intent, you know, to help uh, the youth and the children, you know, from not being addictive uh, to cannabis. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, I don't know whether it it will affect uh, this new policy will affect the economy uh, to what extent because uh, I think many parents uh, are very concerned when we have the law to legalize uh, the use of uh, cannabis uh, without uh, effective enforcement. It makes uh, children and youth, you know, being uh, what uh, addictive or you know start to use cannabis in in food, in cook, in cookies, in a lot of things, and that worries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. And I hope that the 76 women who have won seats in parliament are yeah. going to be at the forefront of creating legislation that will secure the best interests of our children, our young, and, and our families. Although legalizing cannabis for medical purposes, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a move that's a long time coming mm-hmm. because medical the medical use has really been shown to be quite effective, especially for those who have uh, serious conditions, right? Cancer mm-hmm. and uh, chronic and disease. Other. Yes, right. you're right. Um, by the way, Amina, you know, um, just to share with you that you know my observation that uh, I, I see that. Uh, now we have a lot of women in a very high position uh, in ASEAN, like ASEAN, like foreign minister, yeah, or, or even permanent secretary. But uh, you know, not only in ASEAN, do you think that you know women in that highest position can do much in advocating feminist approach or policy? Because you know, once they are in the high position, uh, they are minister uh, and and um, uh, it may uh, you know. T- limit uh, the degree of that person to advocate a feminist approach, but they can set up the good standard, you know, for as women uh, in leadership that their colleagues and other women can follow and, you know, to make uh, people more recognized of the role of women. And that could be the opportunity for women to go forward with the feminist policy approach or gender balance. So what do you think? You know, this is just my own observation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's really an excellent uh, point that you raise because uh, the three of us, we have seen women who have uh, been elected to the top positions of the land and they did not really bring with them 
a gender-sensitive or gender-based policy. In fact, a couple of them have been actually more macho and at times militaristic. But That's um, a straightforward answer, Amina. Mm. <laughs> Given that the Philippines has have had uh, two presidents, uh, female presidents. Yeah, and in, you, know, you know what I mean, Ayesa. But and still, Indonesia also had one, right? Indonesia yeah. had one. So but far. still, in general, yeah. when when the three of us look at the women who have uh, joined the legislature or the executive, we really have seen a change for the better. We have seen more sensitivity towards social policy, policies that protect the environment, more inclusive policies and programs that make sure that the people in the villages, the most uh, marginalized, are also provided for. So I would really say that the more women and gender-fair men, mm-hmm. the better, the better for, for all yeah. of us in ASEAN. I agree. I agree. I think that's the best they can do because, uh, you know, they, they should, they, they cannot, um, I mean, it's quite hard for, for women in leadership to address feminist approach as priority policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, when you are in a top position, you know, you have to prioritize, right? Policy for all. And that but but at least to have them in that position, it's already to, uh, you know sure that you make some advancement and uh, you've been able to get that recognition and lead uh, in many, many policy directions, which will also have uh, gender balance or gender diversity for sure. Breaking the glass ceiling is is important. Because yeah. as I, I used to say, Ambassador Nongnu, yes. uh, if a woman leader uh, outshines the men in terms of military options or corruption, it just goes to show that even in those fields, a woman can do the job as good as the men, as the men do, right? I mean, that's terrible to say, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Your gender has nothing to do with your uh, your capacity, yeah, your capability yeah, to, yeah. to lead or to do crazy things. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, this, is, this has been such a fun discussion, Ambassador Nongnu, from yes. feminist approaches to uh, cannabis and one town, one product. Uh, and gender strategy. fair. And gender fair. I gender think, fair, absolutely above and beyond gender fair, and yeah. um, it's been really wonderful to have you on board. But before we end our chat, Ambassador Nonglu, mm-hmm. perhaps you would like to give a message to our listeners, especially the young who mm-hmm. maybe have been considering joining the foreign service or joining politics. What would be your advice to them? Yeah, I think you know, um, uh, if you are interested in the subjects and if you are, if you have knowledge and expertise uh, in that area, you can go ahead and join because the best thing that you can, uh, I mean, people can achieve only when they enjoy that profession and, you know, when they have knowledge and in, uh, that's a key message. Everybody can be successful in any occupation or profession if they have expertise, they have interest, and they enjoy doing that. Thank you, Ambassador Nongnus. That is a very important lesson 
for for everyone. You cannot succeed if you do not enjoy what you yeah. do. Right. So that's why Ambassador Nong knows I'm not I'm never ever going to be an accountant. Taking me as example, being a diplomat is a hard job, particularly for, yes. for, for a woman. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't feel that you know I, I'm working hard, although you know a lot of people say, How 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 come you, you work so hard? But I don't feel that I'm working hard because I don't feel tired because I enjoy doing that. So enjoyment is the key that make you feel that you can, you have energy to do more and more and more and to do better and better. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Nongnus, for that very important reminder to everyone. Uh, yes, I know, and Joyce, she absolutely loves what she does, teaching and being a peace advocate. And in many ways, so, so do I. So thank you so much for joining us. And yes. I hope that you can uh, join us uh, again in another episode of She Talks Peace. Ayesa? And we're looking forward to meeting you, Ambassador, in our face-to-face -face meetings. Hopefully uh, soon. <laughs> in the next yeah. Me too. And my great pleasure to, you know, to, to join your program, to, um, Amina and Aisha. And thank you so much. And to all our listeners, we also welcome your comments, feedback, and perhaps you may have some suggestions. You can actually email us at sheettalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us at sheettalkspeace on both Twitter and Instagram. I don't even have these two, but yeah, our producer will definitely reply to your Twitter and Instagram messages. So let's end this uh, program for today, but we're looking forward to another exciting episode next time. So uh, to our listeners, until next time. This is Amina Rasul from the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, thanking Ambassador Nongnut and you, dear listeners, for joining us for this really interesting conversation about Thailand and foreign policy. And for now, we say goodbye and see you again next time. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.